This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Earlier this week, 1819 News reported on a NASA leasing bill in the House that was passed and amended in the Senate. That bill was then sent back to the House, where it was then gutted of all of its contents related to NASA and rewritten with language from two different bills that overhaul state elections. That bill is now in the Senate. And Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville had a lot to say about it this week in a video conference call. Last week, the House passed their version of legislation that would federalize our elections. House Democrats' bill combines two radical pieces of legislation which aim to eliminate voter ID requirements, allow non-citizens to vote, and make it easier to cheat in elections. Now, Democrats in the Senate will take up these two bills as one under the Trojan horse of voting rights. Democrats will say the voting rights of Americans are under fire and Washington, D.C. is the solution. They will go on to say that anyone who disagrees with their bill does not support the right to vote. This could not be farther from the truth. Let me be clear. Every American has the legal right to vote. But the Democrats are trying to pull the wool over Americans' eyes. No one's right to vote has been taken away. 94% of Americans said voting was easy and turnout for the 2020 election was at an all-time high. The Democrats' bill does not add or restore any rights. It simply puts Washington, D.C. in charge of state elections. States should be free to run their elections in a way that works best for them. Tuberville also called out the Democrats in Congress for flip-flopping on the Senate filibuster rule. Protecting the filibuster shouldn't be a partisan issue. And it wasn't too long ago that it wasn't. In 2020 alone, Democrats used the filibuster 300 and 27 times. When President Biden was a senator, he said eliminating the filibuster raises problems that are more damaging than the problem that exists. 2017, then-Minority Leader Schumer urged then-Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to, quote, find a way to build a firewall around the legislative filibuster. So why are Democrats now advocating to eliminate this long-standing Senate rule that they were so passionate about protecting just a short few months ago. Democrats from President Biden on down have flip-flopped on the filibuster because it is the one thing that stands in the way of their true goal, transforming the country into a socialist state. A state senator is seeking to help give tax credits to Alabamians. State Senator Dan Roberts is introducing a bill during the special session that would allow Alabamians to keep any stimulus checks they get from the American Rescue Plan without having to pay state income tax on that money. Roberts spoke to 1819 News about his bill, saying the amount coming to the state would be around $87 million. Roberts says that since this financial boon was never anticipated or part of the state budgets or plans, there's no fiscal loss or hurt to the state. The special session began this past Wednesday to appropriate $580 million that's coming to the state from the ARP. Roberts hopes his legislation will be prioritized during this special session. 
He says that the tax savings will affect almost 90% of those in the state since those stimulus checks are going to go to those making less than $150,000 in a year. The wife of the mayor of Tallahassee has been given a protective order by an Elmore County judge. The petition stems from an incident that occurred this past weekend in Orange Beach. Mayor Johnny Hammock was arrested as a result of that incident and charged with domestic violence. Hammock's wife is now accusing him of physically assaulting her with his hands and feet as the reason for this latest restraining order request. The victim also said that she was pushed against a wall and choked and that he said he was going to kill her. The order from the circuit court judge Sibley Reynolds prohibits Hammock from contacting his wife in any way. The Tallahassee City Council did issue a public statement following these events saying that all citizens should remember that a person charged in a crime is considered innocent until proven guilty. So far, Hammock is still the mayor of Tallahassee and is still running for place one in the Public Service Commission race. A huge amount of marijuana was seized in the city of Leeds this week. Just under a thousand pounds was located by Leeds police in a camping trailer following a traffic stop. The reason for that traffic stop was erratic driving as the vehicle with the trailer took an exit off of Interstate 20. Two men from California were arrested for possessing the drugs. 32-year-old Quan Zhu and 27-year-old Huashin Lee are being held on a $1.5 million bond. Leeds Police Chief Paul Irwin says the street value of the drugs is around $3 million. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, regarding the election overhaul bill in the U.S. Senate that was defeated late Wednesday night by Republicans, the bill was denied the necessary 60 votes to advance. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also piggybacked a vote to end the filibuster in this process that was also defeated with West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin and Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema joining Republicans in making the vote against the rule change 52 to 48. The new Virginia State Attorney General Jason Mayaras is not wasting any time when it comes to some troubled school boards in that state. Mayaras spoke about the Loudoun County School Board investigation that he's now initiating after a student who claimed to be transgender was charged with two rapes of two female students in two different schools in that county. The tragedy that happened in Loudoun County with the sexual assault that happened in this in the uh, school system and that candidly traces back to when this far left liberal monopoly was in control the last two years in Richmond that passed these criminal first victim last mindset bills that said, hey, we're going to end the mandatory reporting requirement of sexual assault in schools. And so that's what this is about. It's about accountability and transparency in government, something we desperately need. That was something that Glenn Youngkin ran on. That's something I ran on. And from day one, within an hour of us being sworn in, we began the investigation and we're moving forward and we're excited to get to work. Mayaris spoke to Fox News. A political lobbyist pleads guilty to funneling millions of dollars from the United Arab Emirates to the 2016 presidential campaign of Hillary Clinton. George Nader is already facing 10 years in prison for pedophilia. Nader was convicted for the crime of bringing an underage boy to the U.S. for sex, as well as possession of child pornography. His conviction occurred back in 2020. Now Nader has entered a guilty plea for the illegal money funneling scheme to the Clinton campaign. The U.S. Department of Justice revealed Nader's guilty plea and sentencing this past December. They did so in a very low-key issue of a memo. That memo details that Nader funneled $3.5 million into Hillary Clinton's campaign to gain more direct access to a high-ranking political figure. 
Clinton ultimately lost the presidency to Donald Trump. Well, here's an interesting proposition coming from a private citizen. Steve Kirsch is challenging medical experts from within the Food and Drug Administration, as well as the Center for Disease Control. Kirsch is a graduate of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. He's also been part of several startup tech companies in the Silicon Valley and is currently the executive director of the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation and the inventor of the optical mouse. Now Kirsch is inviting any member of those two groups to sit down to an interview with him in order to discuss the evidence he's collected showing that the COVID-19 vaccines are unsafe and not effective and also that both the FDA and CDC are corrupt. Kirsch will give them $1 million just for doing that meeting, regardless of the outcome. Kirsch recently spoke on The New American. The message that we want to send to people is, look, you can never become unvaccinated. And there's some people who believe that these vaccines are unsafe, and there's a lot of evidence um, about that. And everybody should get the facts before they vaccinate, because there's no going back. And that's all we're at. We're not telling people that you shouldn't vaccinate. We're just telling people you should get the facts before you vax. There are always two sides of the story. And any parent that is just believing what the CDC says is only hearing one side of the narrative. And there is another side, and it's very credible. And the the trouble with the other side is that when you look at it and you verify the facts, you'll find that the facts are unassailable. And you'll find that it is impossible for these vaccines to be safe. Coffee franchise Starbucks is dropping its vaccination mandate to employees. The company is responding to the recent Supreme Court ruling against the federal vaccine mandate to companies with over 100 employees. Starbucks CEO John Culver says that they respect the court's ruling and will comply. Biden is hoping to get big companies to take on the vaccine mandate themselves since his attempts through the federal government have failed. Starbucks, however, is joining General Electric in dropping the effort to force vaccines on their workers. Starbucks is about 228,000 employees. Well, there's trouble brewing in Rome after the Catholic Monitor is revisiting prior claims and documentaries that accuse Pope Francis of covering up sexual abuse and pedophilia among priests while he served as archbishop in his homeland of Argentina. Several groups are pushing the testimonies and accusations back out into the public forefront. One of them is from Rome website, also the Catholic Monitor, and Domina TV out of Italy. LifeSite News and Church Militant also covered these claims back in 2017 and 2018. The original accusations are coming from documentation issued by Italian art historian Andrea Cianci, who interviewed several victims' families in Argentina. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he reminds us that you are only a victim if you choose to be. The Tuskegee Airmen, or the Red Tails as they became known unofficially, went on to serve with utmost distinction, numerous citations for bright bravery, and one of the strongest combat service records of any fighter escort group in the entire European theater. Those men of the original Tuskegee Airmen showed the world that the color of a man's skin did not determine his merit or his worth or his abilities. One of those men was Charles McGee. You see, McGee went on to serve his country thereafter for 30 years, and over time he amassed more combat fights than almost any other pilot in U.S. military history. Over 409 combat flights in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. He retired as a full colonel, having been awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross three times, as well as a Bronze Star and other awards. 
In 2007, he received the Congressional Gold Medal. In 2011, he was inducted into the National Aviation Hall of Fame. And in 2020, President Trump had him promoted to Brigadier General. He appeared in uniform at the State of the Union Address, looking just as sharp as ever at the age of 100. Charles McGee passed away this week at the age of 102. See, Charles McGee had every reason to live like a victim. He had every reason to lead his troops with a constant chip on his shoulder. Why not? He grew up in the actual era in which racial discrimination was not just prevalent, it was allowed, and in some venues it was even expected. And he overcame every hurdle, lifestyle, education, career, combat service, and he did so without the vitriol and the spite that tired little men like CEO of Penzi's Pisces has shown himself to have. I found a couple of quotes from Charles McGee that ought to be written on a monument somewhere. In one of them he said, referencing his time with the Tuskegee Airmen, they told us you don't have the capacity. You lack the technical ability and the moral fiber. I wanted folks to respect me for my ability and not the happenstance of my birth. If you want respect, you have to give respect. And then he also said once, our country is more diverse than it's ever been. What is the strength of our country? It's the ability of people. If you don't get the best out of everybody, who knows what the country has lost? Well, those are lessons. And his life was an example that you are only a victim if you choose to live like a victim. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and want to get those reports directly to your electronic device or phone, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 